0: following podcast contains spoilers and words like "g," whiz and gosh d***. We watch a thing. We watch a thing. hello everybody and welcome back to we watched a thing you're here again with billy and dave how are you doing mate <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got me yeah. swallow a beer. I, I, I I'm good, mate. You. Good, mate. And how are you? You've I have. Been a bit I have.
0: So I'm beer-free, sadly, but that's a very tasty-looking drop you've got there. Yeah, I've been a little bit sick, so we are recording this last minute, so hopefully I'll do the old quick turnaround. <laughs> but no, despite the illness, them. I did manage to get to the cinemas a week ago to catch uh, opening night of Avatar Way of Water, Ah, Fern Gully (laughs) 2. So, shall we talk about a thing we watched, mate? (laughs) We shall. It'll be a nice change after the last couple of weeks. So, firstly, before we get into it, I have to ask, before I even do the spiel about what the movie's about everything,
1: did you see this movie in 3D? I did indeed. Okay. All right. I'll be curious. All the dimensions were represented. (laughs) All
0: right. Well, let's get into it then. Avatar The Way of Water is a 2022 American epic science fiction film directed by James Cameron from a screenplay he co-wrote with Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver. Uh, it's produced by Lightstorm Entertainment and TSG. It's the sequel to Avatar, of course, and the second film in the franchise, which who knows how many films that's going to be now. It stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Stephen Lang, Joel David Moore, CCH Pounder, Giovanni Ribisi, Deleep Rao and Matt Gerald and Sigourney Weaver.
1: Oh my god, the list keeps going. <laughs> I, I noticed you, you carefully avoided all the new cast members. <laughs> yes. Go on,
0: give it a crack. New, a crack. new cast <laughs> members include Kate Winslet, Cliff Curtis, Edie Falco, Jermaine Clement, and what is it about, Dave?
1: Oh, you, you skipped all of the tricky <laughs> things there. Yes, sneaky bugger. Blame Wikipedia. Um, well, we're back in Fern Gully. I mean, Pandora. Um, 13 years of past of presumably nice, serene living. And then, of course, all the nasty white folk come back to rape and pillage the planet once more. And we follow Jake Sully and his family. and um, They now have three kids Stephen Lang, miraculously, back in the picture. (laughs) Moderately well-written hijinks ensue. So, I've got to ask you this, because
0: I find this amazing. You and I have known each other for, you know, a couple of years now, and we've spoken about a lot of movies. I don't think we've ever spoken about Avatar, which in some ways doesn't surprise me, because let's face it, a lot of people don't talk about that film anymore. It's For one of the highest-grossing films of all time, it's hasn't really had legs in the zeitgeist. So no. I actually don't know. Were you a fan of Avatar? I'm assuming you, like everyone else in the world, saw it in cinemas.
1: I I did, and I enjoyed it fine. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, let's rip the Band-Aid off now. I don't worship at the, the altar of James Cameron. Yeah. Uh, I'm famously lukewarm on T2. I think it's probably <laughs> the most overrated <laughs> film in cinema history. I don't think Aliens... Can hold a candle to Alien. Yes, finally, I someone else it,
0: with the same right opinion. I think, I
1: mean, it's, a, it's a very good action film, yeah. um, un, unlike T2, which I think is <laughs> fucking bog average. Jesus, okay. Um, the
0: views of David Powell do not represent the future
1: the <laughs> thing. Please do not at us. <laughs> yeah, Topher and I clashed over this when, when I was down in Canberra when we caught up. Um, yeah, I'll-, I'll but we can get to T2 later if, if <laughs> time permits. Um, but my favourite Cameron film by far is The Terminator. Yeah. I think yeah. he's he's never reached those heights again. He is what you would expect from a special effects guy who ended up becoming a director. He is a visual stylist who's not a particularly good writer. Um, none of his films are well written. Yeah. They all have a certain amount of visual panache and- he is his, his primary concern, to my mind, is pushing the envelope in a visual sense. He, he's always after that next technological leap. Yeah, yeah. Um, he wants to be the guy at the vanguard. He is interested in technology. He is, his passions are not around filmmaking. And this is not me sort of projecting over. No, re- yeah, oh, listen absolutely. Listen to plenty of interviews. He, he, he is an explorer. He, and films allow him to fund the things he wants to do, whether that's, uh, as he did fairly recently, go seven miles down and be one of... He yeah. is now officially one of the guys who has been at the deepest in the ocean. And kidding. that's, you know, his passions are around that sort of stuff. So his thing, his films always look amazing, but... There's not generally a lot of depth there. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of, it's, This is a little bit harsh, but they're kind of like very big budget tech demos. <laughs> this is what the world is capable of in the realms of 3D animation or whatever. Yeah. Try and keep up rest of the industry.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, like this movie taking us to the seas of Pandora- is no surprise because you're right. Like for the last probably 20 years, Cameron's biggest passion he is he the ocean. Loves. Yeah, he absolutely. he wants to fuck the sea. <laughs> like he just <laughs> he loves it. So it's no surprise. And I, you know, he the uh, supposedly the reason this film took so long is because they were perfecting you know motion capture underwater and everything. And I do think that that's admirable. I do, and I have to say. By the end of this movie, I was really surprised by how much I loved it. <laughs> and let me preface that with the reason I was surprised was because I hated the first hour and a half of this film.
1: And I, Oh, we're so in sync on this. But
0: I don't know if that's the film's fault. So,
1: for me, the thing, and, and I came out of it liking it a lot more than I expected to. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like the first- I don't know. I want to say half an hour, but given how fucking long this thing is, it could be the first hour. (laughs) um, The entire bit up until they meet up with Cliff Curtis and whoever else it is and and you get to the water is completely forgettable. Yeah. The plot is boring. It doesn't look particularly good. I was really underwhelmed with the 3D. Well, I actually had no problem with the the script or anything.
0: I think the film is far too long and and needs a serious deep edit. My big problem was with the visuals, which, you know, everyone praises the visuals of this film. And I don't necessarily blame the film for it because here's the thing. I never should have seen this movie in 3D. I know that I've never seen a good, the only good use of 3D I've ever seen is Tron Legacy. And I particularly hate high frame rate. But I thought, you know what? This is how James Cameron wants this movie to be viewed. So, this is how I should do it. You know, I'm reviewing it. I should see it how he wants
1: us to see it. He's been very vocal about that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The 3D is bad and the high frame rate is worse. And I think you're right. My biggest problem with it from a visual standpoint is that a movie that is so heavily CG should not be presented in high frame rate because it just looked like- a video game to me. It looked like a PS5 game because when you combine so many computer generated visuals with a frame rate that high, because that's what you're used to seeing. Like, you know, that's, that's typically how it works. Film and television, 24 frames. These days, everybody wants their video games to be 60 frames. Which yeah. I personally, I, I hate the look of that even. But <laughs> so the first hour, it took me so long to get out of that mindset. I felt like I was watching a collection of cutscenes from a video game on YouTube. It was it was wow. the least cinematic experience I've had this year. And that it is not what-
1: Not as in sync as I thought. No,
0: and that is not what you should be <laughs> saying about Avatar. But it just really took me out. I thought the visuals- In that presentation, at least, were really bad, especially because, and I couldn't figure it out until I read what he'd done later. James Cameron believes he's cured the soap opera effect, as people refer to it, which is what high frame rate gives you. He believes he's cured that by only using it for certain scenes and shots.
1: It was only in the underwater scenes. Well,
0: that's what he's saying, but it was definitely more than that. Oh okay. And he's saying that the other bits were 24 frames. They're actually not. Cinemas they can't switch frame rates like that. Those scenes are still presented in 48 frames, but it's done in what's called twos, where the frame rate the frames are doubled. So each frame holds twice. Right. And it gave me a- I don't know if you saw the same thing. It looked so juddery to me, which just took me even more into the video game thing because it just looked like lag. (laughs) And I just couldn't- No, I
1: I didn't get that at all. Right.
0: I just- I couldn't get over it. It took me a good- an hour and a half into the movie, I took a toilet break. And I very heavily considered not going back in because I was enjoying it so little. And I'm glad I went back in because I pushed through and by the end, that final act- picks it up so much for me that I'll save it till the end, but I landed on a very high score by the end. Damn. But it took me such a long time to get
1: into it. So I th- what th- What's going to be weird is I think we're both probably going to be giving it roughly the same sort of a score, but for completely different reasons. I thought the script was boring dog shit. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's like all Cameron films – a, a, a teenager could have written it. There's nothing new. It pushes no yeah. boundaries. There's nothing special about it. It's completely unoriginal. It's it's very predictable. It's got bits of Moby Dick. It's got bits of that. <laughs> yeah. it, but, there's, but there's no new ground being broken. Yeah. But I thought it was the best looking film I've yeah, seen right. in my life. Interesting. Was, once we got to the water.
0: Yeah. I do think the, the water f- scenes look great.
1: And let me be it. And the and frame rate, Um. whatever – I'm assuming I like – the effect of the higher frame rate because there was a marked difference for me once we started getting underwater stuff. Yeah. So, obviously, I whatever the frame rate brings, along with everything else, I responded to much more positively than you did. Yeah. The other thing which I think made this a much better experience for me than the first Avatar was the fact that we've moved on 13 years. They've now got kids. A lot of the film is spent, with the kids, rather than with, um, yes, it brings Jake a Sarley. bit of that kind of Spielbergish magic, and like ET well, or something. That it's also a lot less screen time for Sam Worthington to, to <laughs> fucking be a wooden <laughs> asshole. We, uh, we've t- we've touched on what a charisma vacuum he is in the p- previously when we talked about uh, Clash of the Titans. I think it was. He is. Ju- he brings nothing. He's just a void. So. And, and Zoe Saldana, who I normally really like in these Avatar films, particularly in this one. Oh, she's barely Her entire in. character is just e- e- emotive screeching. Yeah. She yeah. has nothing to do in this film. Yeah. But the kids, I thought, were fantastic. Can- I loved the adopted daughter. Yeah. Um, that was Sigourney Weaver's character's Jesus child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spider was a waste of space. I could have done. I, I liked Spider. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought he was the weak link <laughs> acting wise, and it was kind of like he was there to to give the returning Stephen Lang something beyond just angry fighting. Yeah. Um. I in fact could have. Pro- I love Stephen Lang, but I could have probably done without that kind of ham-fisted writing, of bringing him back. Just br- bring a new character in. Yeah. It, we don't need to have that weird you know semi plot line but Sully's kids I thought were great I loved the dynamic between the older and the younger brother Yeah, I the, same. the the journey of um the arc of the younger brother who yep. was annoying as fuck for the first bit but intentionally so and f- following him as the outcast meeting the outcast kind of whale and and having yep. his little story all of that I thought was wonderful stuff and It it meant we had people other than Sam Worthington (laughs) speaking, which was only a good thing.
0: No, I'm exactly the same. I I really, really liked the children in this story, not only the performances, but the story and, and the dialogue between them. I thought that that was all actually really quite well written. And it's funny, you know, like the movie is long, but once I got over the visual issues that I had, I actually didn't really feel the wrong time. And no, even I, there are scenes that happen where at first I go, why are we seeing this? And then by the end, it makes sense why. And by that point, I'm okay with it. I,
1: like, it's, it's really funny like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, without exaggerating too much, I don't think, I found the first half an hour, an hour, whatever the fuck it is, before you get to the water- felt longer than the two hours plus or whatever that you spend once you get to the new, the the water people. Um, As soon as you got there, I was so entranced by how good it looked. I could have sat there for another two hours watching stuff unfold. I I just thought it was absolutely stunning. Everything underwater was breathtaking. Yeah. I have to admit
0: much like Cameron, I also want to fuck the sea. I love the ocean. I I have unashamedly admitted before that I believe I was a whaler in a past life. And, and again, I'm not pro whaling. I just I I just feel like I was. You know, like I love the ocean. You're,
1: you're so, a pirate.
0: <laughs> so so I'm I'm right with you. All the water stuff was gorgeous. It was beautiful looking, and it was beautifully filmed. And that final action scene. I mean mind the pun, blew me out of the water. Um, yeah. Bef- I just want to ask you a couple of questions. Let's talk cast for a second. And yep. there's two pieces- Wellington of. sucks. <laughs> there's two pieces of casting and performances in particular that I want to
1: bring up and ask you about. I want to see if you can guess who I'm talking about. That see, I-, I, I didn't even- There were names that you read out when you went through the cast- that surprised me because I have not looked at the cast for this. I didn't look at right. it beforehand. Um, I didn't know who, who the new people. Obviously, I know Giovanni Ribisi and the um, Stephen Lang and yeah. the core cast that have returned. I did not look up. The only reason I, I I thought it was Cliff Curtis is because it was sounded like a New Zealander, and he's <laughs> yeah. just your default guy that you get because <laughs> yeah. no one knows anyone else in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you said Kate Winslet. Fucking what? Okay, really? all right. Cool. She's one
0: of the people I want to talk about. The other is Sigourney Weaver, who plays Sully's adopted daughter Kiri. Um, what? So, she okay. plays her own. She, she plays, plays her, own, her daughter. own daughter. That is Sigourney Did not know Weaver. That. And I okay. found it really interesting. And I have to say, for a however old she is, sixty plus woman. Playing this young teenage girl, but I think, I think that, that was a
1: fantastic voice performance. Weird to me, I yeah, I wasn't sort of oh, she's got an unnaturally, you know, yeah. world weary voice. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to clock
0: it because she does look a lot like Sigourney, but I'm like, well, she's meant to be her I daughter. Just that it's, was, a, it's a yeah. CG character anyway, but yeah, that is actually Sigourney
1: playing her own daughter. So that means that she had seen at least one scene where she was carrying on a conversation where she was doing both sides of it because you've got Were there that-
0: any scenes where they were together? I know there was the yeah, scene yeah, yeah. she was watching the she, video she, of
1: Sig- Um Towards the end where she sort of has one of her sort of epiphanies with the little floating firefly yeah, right. things and all the rest of it yeah, and imagines or, or is transported or whatever, but she sees Sigourney as a human sitting at a computer or something yeah, and right. looks up going, oh, mum, and she Sigourney turns around and goes, oh, my beautiful girl. So does, I wonder if... I wonder if they used a that body step That totally se- in two separate yeah. things, or if she was doing a Seth MacFarlane and just <laughs> yeah. jumping back and forth. I just, I find it a really
0: kind of bizarre bit of casting. And it, like I said, I clocked quite early on that it looked a lot like Sigourney. And I, it kind of bothered me the whole time until I, I Googled it and found out that, yes, it was actually her. It's kind of, given it is a CGI character and they could have just used anyone and had it, you know, look like that, it surprised me. But I think she does an incredible job.
1: Well, I can't put my finger on it, but the whole time I was watching the film, I was thinking, I need to look up who plays, who does the voice of the daughter. Because she looks like someone. And I don't mean she looks like Sigourney. She looks like a young actress. And I, I still can't quite put my finger on it. I'll probably message you in a bit about three AM <laughs> yeah. when I fucking remember it. But um, I remember thinking, "Oh, well, obviously they've kind of modelled the face a little bit on as they do on yeah. maybe they've mo-capped it or whatever." So she kind of looks like the actress. It's obviously not the case because she didn't. I didn't find it. She looked at all like Sigourney. Yeah. Um, but she looked like someone. <laughs> <laughs> I I find
0: it really bizarre, but I have to say, I I think she did a really, really strong job. I'm all for it. (laughs) But yeah, Winslet is the other one that I wanted to ask you about. So, Winslet plays the pregnant Navi who is
1: like the queen of the ocean village. Like Cliff Cliff Curtis's wife? Yes. Yeah, okay. And I- Didn't pick that in a million years.
0: I kind of question the casting, to be honest. I, I love Kate Winslet. I adore her. I don't think it's necessary for that role to have someone of that calibre. And I also, is it a little, I I don't know. I'm not a Navi. Is it a little bit questionable to have
1: her doing that voice? (laughs) I am surprised that he wouldn't have. I mean, he's obviously got people that he likes working with. He's got, you know, Sigourney he's worked with now at least three times. Winslet twice it, that we know there, there might be others. I don't know. It, it could just be. Uh, I want to give jobs to my friends. Um, it does seem odd. Yeah, it's not like he needs to put name actors in to put p- bums in seats for this. Yeah, yeah. Depending on the performance of this, he might for the next one. But yeah, everyone was always going to see this. Yeah, the only he could have put unknowns in across the board. It wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. It's an odd choice to stick a big-name actor in there. And
0: I really only question it because she- Like, obviously, these are aliens, but they are based very heavily on kind of native cultures, and I find, oh, very, original. I find <laughs> it very- there's original. very
1: groundbreaking sci-fi.
0: No, I find it very strange that she's doing that accent, and I question whether you couldn't just cast someone from that region instead of having yeah. Kate Winslet do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. this. I mean, I mean this- and I'll get on my soapbox briefly and, and kick me off when you're ready. But, <laughs> um, Cameron, to me, is in some respects very similar to George Lucas, in my mind. R- absolutely zero gift for writing. Lucas is a terrible writer. Always oh, has yeah. Been. Um, but a good storyteller. He's, he's a good uh, conceptualist. Yes. That's a word. In yep. terms of story, he can come up with big picture stuff, but it only works when he gives it away to someone else. He's a yep. mediocre director. He's a terrible writer. He's a big picture kind of guy. He he belongs as a producer. Yeah. Cameron, I think, has more of a gift for directing because he's a effects guy, but they're, they're very similar in that they, they cannot write and they shouldn't. They should get people who are good at that to do it because- they would get better characterizations, they would get better dialogue, they would get all the things that are weak in everything that they both of them make would be better. Yeah. And are better when they have other people doing it. Empire is a better film than New Hope. Yeah. I yeah. have more of a fondness for New Hope because I, I I saw, you know, it was the I think it was the first thing I ever saw on a big screen. I was in a in the backseat of a car at <laughs> drive-in at the age of about yeah. five. Um but everyone acknowledges Empire is a better film. Cameron, I have more respect for now than I probably did a week ago because I've listened to a fairly extensive interview with him on um, Smartless, the Jason Bateman, yep. et al. podcast. Um, and I now have a much better understanding of him and why he does what he does. He is, a, like I said, he is an explorer. He, he doesn't have a... A passion for filmmaking. Yeah. It's a, a means to an end. He, he said uh, at one point in um, that interview, he made Titanic because he wanted to build a submarine and go down <laughs> the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And he, and he, a means to be able to fund that yeah. was to make a, a movie in the water.
0: I mean, honestly, more power to him because that—that's oh, no, a I'm great not criticizing way. To live. Him one
1: iota. That's an amazing uh, way. To I have live. an enormous <laughs> amount of respect for the guy. He—he he is. Um, if you if you see any of the making of stuff for Aliens, I that that is like movie making sort of legend stuff. Yeah, where the the trials and tribulations he went through trying to be taken seriously enough to make that. Yeah, the things he did. Um, it, it was all guerrilla, you know. He he was a guerrilla yeah. filmmaker yeah. at one point. We kind of forget that because yeah, now he, he just has all the budget he makes wants. $10 yeah. Um, yeah, but he, you know, Terminator. Um, he's very upfront about the fact that he got fired off. Piranha Two because the producer wanted to direct, so they just yeah. got a nobody on, just <laughs> literally, so they could fire him. Yeah, um, but. The Terminator. The the story around the making of that fantastic. Yeah. I've got I've got I do have a lot of time for the guy. I just don't think he's a good writer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let I mean let's talk about the story of this film then
1: and the way that it goes and kind of get into some spoilers. Um, Definitely better than the rip ripoff that we saw last time around.
0: This is infinitely, infinitely better than the first avatar. Especially like I said, for me, I, kinda, I feel like I can't even blame the film for my issues with it because all my issues really were down to the presentation of the film. And I guess to some extent that is James Cameron's fault because he's the one who wanted me to see it this way. And I just wish that I'd seen it in regular 2D because I think my experience would have been infinitely more enjoyable.
1: I can't believe that we've enjoyed it, I think, probably about the same amount. But everything that we feel about it is is diametrically opposed. We are polar opposites in every opinion on this film, and we're going to end up on the same fucking score. (laughs) But, I mean, you have to
0: agree, regardless of whether you think the script is bad, that final act makes you feel something right. Like that was, like I said, I was really annoyed because- I felt like the first hour and a half was the least cinematic experience I'd had yeah. all year. And that that disappointed me on a deep level because that's the opposite of what this should have been. And once I got into it by the end, I was like cheering and, and I was like, this is cinema. Like this is action filmmaking at its very, very best. Like, did you feel that same way by the time
1: the credits rolled? I mean, I spent probably the- Last two hours just not moving in my seat. Yeah, I, I thought it was just the only things I can sort of compare it to, a uh, sort of the feeling with some of the very first IMAX, yeah, things I saw the um, the Blue Mountains um, helicopter thing where they they followed the finding the Wallamai Pine mm. and it was visual. It was a visual experience I'd never had before. Yeah. And this was kind of similar in that the underwater stuff in particular was so gorgeous. Yeah. It was a quantum – for me in my untrained eye, yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm kind of appreciative that I, I don't have the burden of knowledge <laughs> that you do in these sorts of films where you can see flaws that I probably don't pick up. But I was literally just – sitting back in my gold car class yeah yeah and i don't think i blinked for 2 hours i was just give me more give me more yeah. i want i want a bigger screen i want this on an yep. IMAX i, I yes. want to dive into it it was incredible and to me that's um, that's the true magic of Cameron
0: like that's like i am a massive massive fan of titanic you know in like i i can't state enough how much i love that film and and yeah, i know, I, you, you and I know big that it. For it. And I know that it's not a well-written film. I know that. But that is the magic of Cameron is that by the end of the movie, you do not care.
1: You're using the word you very loosely, (laughs) Billy.
0: No, it's true. (laughs) Even if they're not written like real characters, I- (laughs) I'll switch to I instead of you. I cannot help but feel the emotion. Which is weird because you would think with characters written so poorly, you wouldn't be able to follow their journey and you wouldn't care about them. But I cannot help it. I do. By the end of this movie, uh, let me tell you this. At the end of the first Avatar, I never thought I wanted a sequel and I certainly never thought there was a need for a franchise. By By the end of this movie, I was like- I need to see what happens to I those don't, son yeah, I don't, yeah. I came out like, going,
1: I, I don't want to wait two years for the next yes, one, but exactly. I know
0: do. I, I came um, out going, yes, I want I want five more avatars. Because if nothing else, here's the thing a big blockbuster franchise that is, okay, I'm going to use the word in quotations here, original. Like, okay, yes, it's, it's not the most original piece of writing. It's a avatar. new IP. It's a new IP. To have something like that that is like, Actually, going to launch a franchise—that the idea of that excites me just on a yeah. deep level.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, completely. Um, I, and I came out going, God, I hope they get a good studio on board to make a game tie-in because I want to, <laughs> yeah. I want to be in that world on my PS Five. To- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I I mean I know, they, they they've obviously they filmed the did the principal photography and filming and everything on both this one and the next one at the yeah. same time. So all the, all the filming's done. Yeah. But it takes two years for them to do all of the CG or the post stuff. Oh um, yeah. yeah. From, um, if, uh, I think I'm getting the numbers right. Both this and the next one, it's somewhere in the vicinity of 3,800 Effect shots. No, I'm yeah. not a, the expert. You are, but that seems like a
0: lot. That is a lot of shots. That is a lot of shots. My memory from when the team was working on Multiverse of Madness, my memory is that that was about 1100, and like, it like that. It's a lot. It's a lot of shots. It's yeah. a lot of shots. I, I don't know if you heard the rumors or whether this is true, but apparently Cameron has a nine-hour cut of Avatar 3. That's the assembly cut. And he is insi- even though it's never going to be released that way, he is insisting on the effects being done to that entire nine hours. Oh, he- God
1: bless him. I like that.
0: <laughs> no way. because And I guess I'm kind of torn. I get what he's saying. Because with a film like this, you probably can't even really know what works and what doesn't until you see the effects. Because the effects a half of the film. So, I kind of get his reasoning. Like, he needs to see the finished product before he can cut it back. But at the same time, that is a lot of work and a lot of money for shots that are just going to hit the cutting room floor.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm assuming he's basically just living in New Zealand for the next two years. (laughs) Yeah. Because... I mean, he's not the kind of guy that would not want to look at every single second of every- Yeah, yeah. Of the the next film. Yeah. So, if they're going to be working on it at Weta for the next two years- Yeah. He'll be there for the next two years. Yeah. Um, um, It was really interesting, actually, hearing him talk about- The plan was obviously originally for five of these things. Yeah. Um, Rather sensibly, they've gone, okay, well, we'll do two because if this one tanks- yeah. You know, we, we don't have 10 more years of films yeah. in a franchise no one's interested anymore. I think this one's going to do very, very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the next I think- one will obviously come in a couple of years' time when they finish doing all the posts. Um, but he's filmed all five films with the kids because they would obviously age out of their characters in the – rather extended time frames if it's two years between each film. I mean, given that
0: Sigourney um, played a kid, I guess Spider would be the only one that
1: really matters. Spider right? was the big question because, um, obviously, he is not CJ. He, he's just yeah. a human kid. Um, so, I, I understand they filmed all of the kids' stuff. Yeah, wow. Um, for the, for the, all of the films. That's crazy. And that's it, just for that reason, because it's whether you- whatever value you put on the quality of the acting in these films. Um, it, Cameron claims to value the actor's performance. Um, and when asked, oh, you know, surely you can just CG, you know, you can just create whatever. It's like, no, no, no. Um, it all starts with the actor's performance. All we're doing is basically applying the equivalent of digital makeup. Yeah. Um, which is a very nice way. Um, I, I was surprised to hear him refer to it that way, which it, it was quite gratifying. I, I um, like that, actually. I, yeah, I really it, like that. It, it, the, the, because, yeah, I mean, the, the it's, it's quite an interesting um, interview if you um, can deal with the bantering between the, the three hosts of the, the podcast, yeah. uh, which can get a bit grating at times. But they touch on things like AI. He's obviously at the cutting edge of it. So yeah. many technologies, and um, it got around to the idea of totally digitally created actors. And he's, yeah. you know, does he see that ever being a thing? And it was very much of the opinion, no. Yeah, the actor's performance is the crux of it. All we're doing is using the technology that's available, much as the in the same way that he would have done with practical special effects back when he was in Roger Corman's shop. Yeah, to change how they look. But in that sense, it, it's kind of no different than when you see an Andy Circus performance. Yeah. It's still him acting. There's just sort of digital makeup over the top to make him look different. But the performance is still the performance. Yeah. Um, Sam Worthington's no Andy Circus, but it, it's obviously it, it's it's good to hear him say that. That's yeah. irrespective of the billions of dollars and and hundreds of people on workstations that go into making these films that yeah he still views it as an actor's performance at the center yeah of it. I,
0: I i honestly i didn't expect that from cameron because as you say filmmaking is not really a, like his biggest passion i'm very no. surprised to hear that and i think that that's a great opinion that's yeah yeah.
1: it's I just mean- a shame he didn't cast better <laughs> <laughs>
0: The one thing I've learned in my short time on Earth is never bet against Cameron. If he wants to make 10 Avatar films, we're going to see all 10 of them. Like, I I don't think this franchise is stopping at three. I'll- No. He kind of shot himself in the foot a little a couple of weeks ago when he came out and he said, Way of Water needs to be the second biggest film of all time to turn a profit. (laughs) And- it's like, wow, that's that's a big... Cl- He's basically saying it needs to be a $2 billion film. Before- but if it doesn't,
1: if it only makes $1.5 it's still one of the highest grossing films of all exactly. time. Exactly. Is a studio really going to say, nah, it's a failure, we're not going to get behind it. That's the thing, especially... Because he- there's an economy of scale. Then a lot of the budget on this, and the reason it needs to turn the profit is because... It back to back. Well, that, but also the... So, uh, from my understanding, so much new yeah, CG stuff had to be invented, particularly for the water effects. Yeah. But that's now done. Yeah, yeah. So, and and he slash Weta own that. Yeah. So, all the subsequent films, presumably, you know, assuming that water remains a factor, at least for the next one, will be that much cheaper because- that investment's now done. They own the technology. Yeah. All of that stuff's already there. They've got the toolkit. So the budget on the third film, presumably, is going to be significantly lower. Yeah. Because they've done the R&D already. Yeah. I mean, I have I have no question
0: that this film will be a huge success. And honestly, rightfully so. Is it going to win the Oscar? No. No. I don't think so. It's
1: not going to win Best Picture. It should win all of the it technical shouldn't. stuff.
0: Yeah, I think its only competition will be Maverick, um, which I think has a lot of- but- See, it's funny. They, they've they got Maverick- Maverick's which was- a top
1: cruise film. There's no, there's no effects in that. It's just him in a plane.
0: <laughs> well, that's right, though. You've got that, which is very much being lauded for its kind of practicality, and then this, which is being lauded for its very complete CGI, and it's kind of that kind of- Battle against each other. I enjoyed
1: this more than Maverick.
0: Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed Maverick better personally.
1: Maverick was fun, (laughs) but it 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 broke no ground as far as I'm. It was just a better Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, and it hit almost all the same plot beats. It was. It's kind of like the Force Force Awakens of Top Gun. Let's a make a very, new version, as, lad. As someone who hated the first new Top Gun. stuff.
0: <laughs> as someone who hated the first Top Gun. But what did you hate about it? The
1: homoerotic oh. volleyball <laughs> Got that. <laughs> um, and, and I'm... I'm I, I enjoyed Maverick. I just yeah. think I, I expected more, particularly yeah. after uh, seeing so many people go, oh, five out of five. Oh, my God. a Cinematic best thing in the last. No, yeah. it's fucking not. It's not even close to that. It was just yeah. a good film. It had some good action sequences. The acting was all fine. Yeah. The story was pretty fucking bu- pedestrian. It was, yeah. you know, Iron Eagle smashed up with the original Top Gun and, you know, not much else. There were some ludicrous leaps of logic in there that, really took me out of it, whereas you- this, once I got past that initial forest bit, I, I was just in hog heaven, What just visually just enjoying it. I'll
0: tell you what, though, I would actually be surprised if this won many awards, even the ones that it should win. I just have a feeling that it won't, and I don't think this will have the same legs in cinema that the first one had either. I don't think that this one will still be in cinemas, say, by the start of Feb. That's just my prediction. I don't think this is going to have the same number of repeat viewers either. Like Avatar was such an event and it was kind of at the birth of 3D that a lot of people went to see it twice in 2D and 3D. And I don't see this having that same kind of power. But I definitely think it's going to be a success.
1: I think cinemas will probably be keen to see the back of it because they can't get many uh, many screenings because it's three and a half fucking hours long or whatever it is. Um, Yeah. And I, I I haven't heard from anyone who's seen it in two D, yeah. But I, I really think it it would lose something. That's I so I, I thought the three D was It's so was funny
0: that you and I are so different on this. That's so funny. And I,
1: I'm not a three D to me. It's always been a fad. Yeah, I, I never bought into it. I never thought it was going to be a thing. I thought it was going to be a flash in the pan. Yeah, um, Beowulf was fun, but it was it was fun the way. Going to an amusement park is fun. Yeah, I don't want that on every movie. I it's I've seen it. He's just like, oh, the spear is coming right at me. Great, okay, but it's not. And I'm sure there were people like me back when the jazz singer was coming out, going, "Color, not going to be a thing." Um, but it it never. It was always a gimmick. I the, the reason it, it, it took me out of the film. Yeah. I was focused more on the, oh, wow, that's, you know, surprising and, and intriguing and whatever. But it, it made me stop thinking about the story and the characters and start thinking about the fact that, oh, the spear looks like it's coming right out of the screen. Yeah. With this, I found the 3D a lot more subtle. Once yeah. we got past that bullshit forest bit at the start where we did get all of the arrows flying at the screen, once we got past that bit, the three, I, I didn't notice the 3D. Yeah. Until I, and I did it a couple of times, took the glasses off, mainly because I wanted to see how much light I was losing with the 3D. Because I Yeah, because really I had. do
0: think you lose and
1: the it, colours, it, yeah. It, a bit, but without the glasses, I actually found there was a almost like a lack of
0: warmth to it. Yeah, the technology the, has definitely changed since it the was first so much
1: of, better than I remember. Yes, three the tech has things. changed a lot. <clears throat> and and I it was a lot more subtle. Um, there wasn't as as there was sort of 10 20 years ago when you saw a 3D film. Yeah. It was almost like watching uh a puppet show where you had three or four levels of scenery. Yeah, and the puppets sort of interacting between them. Um, this was sort of seamless. There, were, it wasn't like there's a, a, a layer of visuals that's right up at the screen. There's a layer of visuals that's about you know twenty percent beyond that. There's another layer of visuals. That's, it was seamless all the way back, which I, yeah. I think is what made it. It didn't. I, I, it didn't feel noticing. like cutouts. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It, it wasn't a series of two D things staggered back into the distance. Yeah. It was. Just a, it was all, um, yeah, gradual. Yeah. Um,
0: well, this this is interesting. So, yeah, we've had completely different criticisms. Can we say our score at the same time? Yep. One, two, three, 78. Eight. Oh, you,
1: you went out of a hundred. <laughs> Seven point eight, then. Seven yeah. point yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah you haven't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, what I'm, a, you, so I'm. What did you? So, what did you say?
0: I'm an eight. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. so funny. By halfway through the film, I was like, this is a five. This is so uninteresting. It's just no good. I went for a toilet break. I came back. And at a certain point during that period, when they got to the water village and everything, the visuals started bothering me a lot less. I think, yep. Similar to you, it was, it was the forest stuff that really got to me. And beyond that point, everything started to look a lot better. And I was able to get that out of my head. And just gradually, my score went up after 20 minutes. I was like, okay, maybe this is a six. And then, you know, we see a lot more of the kids. They're doing a lot, you know, I really like their interactions. i like, oh, it's a the seven. Fact, and then- it,
1: it, I, I kind of slagged it a bit um, because the writing's not original or anything. But I did kind of respond to the whole family dynamic thing. and yeah, Particularly yeah. where you've got Jake and whatever Zoe Saldana's as Nateri. Are- yeah, I was going to say Nateri, but then I couldn't remember if- I yeah. know, Navi of the race, so Natiri, yeah. yes. Um yeah. They're each trapped in their own various bits where we're sort of reliving the abyss or Titanic um, with people trapped yeah. in air pockets. And then Jesus Girl comes through and, and saves them. That was all quite effective I was sort of yeah like I was almost slapping myself going why are you so emotionally invested in this it's pedestrian that's, that's what writing. I was that's what I was saying
0: about Cameron <laughs> it's the magic of Cameron you just I certainly I won't say you I just I buy into it and yeah I like I didn't I didn't cry but I was moved by the characters and I really I honestly I can't wait for the next one
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and and tell you what and and I haven't looked at his score, but I reckon this has added half a point to Paul Brazil's score. Ballsy to kill off a kid. Yes, yes. I, I really expected them to somehow miraculously revive him. You know, Jesus girl was going to drop glowing yeah bugs on him or something, yeah. but um, that was that was really surprising, and and I was quite. I mean, not pleased that kid died, but I was pleased <laughs> that it stuck to its guns and actually yeah. had some it, some weight and consequence to... Because it would be totally unrealistic to go through that entire film oh, and have sure. casualties. Yes,
0: definitely. So there you go. That's a definite recommend from us here at We Watched a Thing. It's a recommend I, to
1: see it in cinemas in 3D. I well, don't uh, recommend to see it on streaming. I think it's it would lose about 80% of its wonder for me on streaming. Yeah right. I
0: mean, I I'm definitely gonna see it again, but in 2D. Um, Whether that's at the cinemas or on streaming, I'm going to do that. Wait and
1: see. (laughs) If I can get to it again in 3D, I I might. Yeah, I might.
0: Yeah, interesting. You know what I experienced for the first time recently? A 4D movie. Have you ever done one of those?
1: (laughs) Oh, wait on. Is this one of the William Castle things that fucking zaps you in the ass and drops water on you and-
0: Yeah, yeah. Sort of shit. <laughs> recently, I, I was traveling for work recently and I had a bit of downtime. I was like, oh, I'll go to the movies. The only session that was on was a 4D showing of Wakanda Forever, which I hadn't seen yet. So, I was like, okay, Large I'll go do it. But, yeah, Moving Places seats moving. and water splashing on you and wind in-
1: and stuff. Wakanda Forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not enjoyable. I can't recommend <laughs> it. The moving seats in particular, like I love like theme park rides, but by the end of the movie, I was like,
1: I might be sick. That's some <laughs> bullshit gimmicky stuff that I just yeah. yeah. Can't it's, recommend there yeah. is no way that the technology exists for the movement to be seamless enough that it adds to the experience rather well, than being a cheap gimmick.
0: It's one of those weird things too, because it's like whose movement are you following, you know, like there are times where the seats move with the camera, like if the camera's doing a pan or a tilt. I'm sort of imagining Temple of Doom
1: riding the mining cart. Yeah, there's a lot of times. Which is like just basically, a, that, that's a theme park Dur- ride.
0: Yeah, during action scenes, they're literally just shaking.
1: It's just all over yeah, the shot. Fuck off, I'd be, <laughs> that'd annoy the piss out of me. <laughs>
0: well there you go so next week we will be getting to a 4D movie
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no n- next week we're we're getting towards the end of the year mate it's nice uh, isn't it I know so um, I, I mean hell it's Christmas this week are you prepared
1: in terms of like buying presents and shit no I, guess, yeah. I do that on the map 23rd <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Uh, so next week I'll be joined by a great friend of the show Sean Carney from Scaredy Boys we're going to be doing our top 5 of the year and our top 5 from 2012 as is tradition
1: I'm so w- intrigued w- to hear what le- you've got for that
0: I have to ask w- would this movie would Way of Water make your top 5 no No. ok that's good it'd be for a, a sad there. year for cinema if <laughs> fucking Avatar was in the top no <laughs> So that'll be a lot of fun. And then the week after that, uh, to kick off the new year, Jason from Binge Movies is going to join me for our worst five of the year, which is something I've never done here on the show. But the idea came up with Jason when we watched Firestarter, which was (laughs) abysmal.
1: Yeah, I can see that that's an easy list to make for me, worst of the year. There's at least three that are just straight onto the list.
0: So I don't like slagging on things, but hopefully that's a bit of fun. Oh, on it's enormous
1: fun! It's very good <laughs> fun.
0: And uh, and then we're into the into the new year, mate. Yeah, uh, I know 20, you've 23. Been, I know you were looking at the schedule. What are we looking at that first week of Jan? Oh, white noise is coming out.
1: I'm so keen for that. Yes, hey, are you a um, Delillo fan? Have you read the book? I've not read the book. Oh, it's bloody good.
0: But that is, um, what's his name, isn't it? The yeah, Noah, Noah Bumbach.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Big Noah Bumbach fan. Yeah, and, and, you've, and with... Um, Greta Gerwig. Driver and, and Greta, Gerwig, yeah. Greta Gerwig acting again, which is, which I is nice. Am,
0: I'm very, very excited
1: um, for that. I accidentally saw a trailer, which, I, like you, I'm trying Ooh. to avoid doing that shit these days because yeah. so many of them spoil everything. Um, But I'm I'm super keen yeah really really keen i think it's going to be very 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 good
0: yeah Uh, i recently got to triangle of sadness as well maybe that should be a double feature episode
1: yeah i i I, that's still on my list i meant to get to that last week and and didn't all right well that's it
0: in the meantime i hope you have a merry christmas and a happy new year you too my friend
1: (laughs) and And, uh, um i shall think of you when i'm Introducing the kids to the Muppet Muppet's Christmas Carol. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh,
0: in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter all under the handle at we Watch the thing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash thing, and we'll catch you next week.
1: Or next year. <laughs> <laughs>